Welcome to the Derwood Experience, where we talk seriously about nonsense. I'm Ethan. I'm Jess. And I last time we talked about personas, and as I was going through the recording, I felt like Jess had a persona on <laughs> for that whole, even though she was drinking, for that whole. Did you really? Yeah, because the name that you called yourself was different. I and actually just recognize that. And you didn't swear. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> I actually recognize that when I introduce myself right now. I do that. I go back and forth between Jessica and Jess. And I'm actually trying to get back to Jessica. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I've never had a luxury of that name, though. Right? It's just my name. Is, it's the same. Yeah. So, <laughs> like people that are like Peter or Jessica or Andrew, like I've gotten in the habit where typically I ask people, I'm like, what do you prefer to -hmm. be called? Michael and Mike. Yep. Mm -hmm. So when I was a little girl, my mom would yell at me and she would yell Jessica. And the way she said it, I, when I hear my name full, I feel like I'm in trouble. Mm. And especially when I am having an argument with a family member or friend or coworker, and they say my full name in the argument, I, I take off my boxing gloves and I want <laughs> to throw down and I'm going to punch them in the throat. Don't say my full name when you're arguing with me because I will punch you in the throat. <laughs> I can see that. That's like a, yeah. So I, that's what yeah. I Jessica. Yeah. But now I want to go back to it. So that is who I am. I am Jessica. And who am I? And I'm trying to figure that out over the past couple of years. And aren't we all? I want to go back to it. But then I also like Jess because I'm fun Jess. Well, you can be fun <laughs> Jessica, like fun Bobby from Friends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but fun Jessica just just doesn't roll off the tongue. No, and fun Jessica doesn't need she's not an alcoholic like fun Bobby was either. <laughs> but fun Jess might be an alcoholic. Fun Jess. <laughs> we were just ta- I was just talking about what makes you an alcoholic cuz I might be a little concerned for myself. Um so To me, the people that I've seen that have it, it's the inability to control mm-hmm. when you want it or when you have it. So, like, like I had a friend that I went over to his house. I was, like, 16. He was a little bit older, and we worked at Sam Goody together. And he was drinking by himself in his house on Wednesday at, like, 2 in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, whoa. This dude's he's one of those people that drank a bunch before he turned 21 and then turned 21 and it got worse. Mm. Mm. Um, then I have another friend that he's in rehab now. He doesn't do AA. He does like an alternative to AA, okay. but it was like a real, a real problem for him. He, uh, one night he, he got in, he'd been drinking a bunch and he got in his car and I'm, Pretty sure he'd put the keys in the ignition, but then decided he wasn't going to drive and passed out. Okay. That is technically a DUI in most yeah, states. 
exactly. And he lives down in Texas where they do not screw around with any of that kind of stuff. And so he got, he was in, he got to run in jail for the weekend. Oh my goodness. Uh, so that was kind of like his crucible moment. Mm -hmm. uh, this is an issue for me. I also had picked up on it where like we played Grand Theft Auto together. And so it's a video game and you can do basically anything in that game include there's a strip club in there that you can go to and your character can drink alcohol. So we were playing one night. He's like, he's like, let's get hammered and drive around and go to the strip club. I'm like, are you serious? I'm like, I wouldn't do that in real life, real life. let alone a video game where I get a gun and can kill people. That is way more fun <laughs> than having my character be drunk and go to the strip club. Yeah. So that to me, I was like, oh, you might have a little bit. You might have a problem. <laughs> well, that does put it into perspective. And I recognized I, I might be making up for lost time. For you know, sure. 10 years have been a challenge for me. And so when I do go out, it's not like I'm blackout or anything. I just like to have a couple cocktails and a couple turns into a couple more. <laughs> yeah it's like i do not have that stamina it is like to me it is so much work to get a buzz and to drink especially if your drink is like drink of choice is beer like oh my gosh yeah you got to drink some bread to feel good <laughs> but yes okay well thanks for making me feel better about that yeah i don't there's nothing you definitely because right and the other thing is like when i compare you to other people at work too i've heard way crazier stories from other people at work at work events that's so true. you're good yeah that's true you are so right <laughs> <laughs> again I thank mean, you for making me feel better about yeah myself. i mean there's one guy in particular that we both know that's on the multiple occasions uh, not been able to walk into his own house under his own power mm -hmm. so. i know multiple people who've done that <laughs> Yeah. No. So one of the, so that was, I wanted to call that out, right? Cause I yeah, thought it was yeah. funny. We're talking about personas and you're like, yeah, we don't have personas and totally yeah. like totally got walls up for some reason. <laughs> walls up. They're down though. Um, so we yeah, one of the things that I thought might be fun to talk about is, um, so you'd mentioned this, uh, like the, the ability or this, like kind of this empath thing and then the ability to let things bounce off of you. Mm -hmm. And so like, I don't understand Well, I don't know a lot about it. I'm sure I'd understand it if I looked into it. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if that's something that you want to talk about. Cause I'm sure that that's like super personal. It's I not mean, that personal. I, I believe I am an empath. Um, so being an empath, you know, you feel other people's feelings and you absorb other people's feelings and emotions. So you're highly sensitive to loud noises or you actually have people are drawn to you who have problems because you are an empath and they naturally flock to somebody like that. Um, and so I've learned that about myself over the past couple of years and I have to create a bubble when people talk to me about their problems or things get emotional. I have to ask my spirit guides and my angels to protect me with a bubble 
to not allow that energy to come into me. And um, it actually works every time. One time I didn't do it. Actually, this I was in Florida last weekend and I didn't do it. And someone was telling me a story about their children. And all of that energy just gave me anxiety. And it mm. just, um, my heart was hurting for them. I was crying for them. I was shaking for them. Um, I, I started becoming what they were describing. And it was really hard for me to get out of that. And even on the plane, I had anxiety and coming home. And I had to like completely clear all of that out just so that I can come back to myself and my core. Um, so yeah, that's my definition. Interesting. Well, okay. that's it. Yeah. I didn't, I mean, that's not something I've experienced before. You haven't? I don't know. I think I'm really good at being selfish. <laughs> Yeah, but that's not. <laughs> I mean, like, I feel bad, right? So, like, one of the things I like is interpersonal communications, but, like, sometimes I feel like I'm so dumb at it. Like, there's, like, a lot of times where, yeah, I'd, sometimes I just feel like I could be so much better about asking about other people and having them tell me. Sometimes I just, I don't know. <laughs> it might be because I'm at work too much or something, so I'm just in work mode a lot. It, that's just who you are. There's nothing yeah. wrong with that. I was put on this earth and like one of my superpowers is the ability for people to open up to me. It, it is what it is. And um, I have learned that I, I need to create that bubble around myself. When but people... you don't like opening up to other people though. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I open up. Yeah. I mean. You're not like a, like that one dude we know. Like, I feel like I'm, I'm pretty open a lot of the time too. Yeah. With people. Like even, I mean, I even, yeah. <clears throat> it just, I, I don't know. I think like we talked about last time, it just, it puts yeah. people at ease. You know, if you're, if you show vulnerability, everybody kind of relaxes a little bit. Or if you show who you are, they they chill out a little bit. That is where I'm having a hard time being a leader is showing that vulnerability and being an empath. And when do you draw that line as a leader, right? Um, are you people's friends? Are you? Mm -mm, never. As a leader? <laughs> well, yeah, so it depends. Like, in my experiences, right, I'm, like, a supervisor or manager. And so, like, okay. we're – those, yeah, those are instances where – and we would go out and stuff. I mean, like, they're, like, work friends and everything. Um, but, yeah, it was – I at least for me, like, I never got the sense that – we were buddies. This, you know, this place that we're at is different than all those. Uh, but like, yeah, we would go out. Vendors would take us out. We'd have a good time. Everybody drink all, you know, baseball mm -hmm. games all the time. Good time, you know, back when there wasn't a pandemic. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's uh, so. 
all my, it was, it was interesting. One of the things I thought like in leadership management, that's always where I've been like really interested. And I was in the supervisor role at Best Buy and I was the DCI, Deputy Counter of Intel, Deputy of Counterintelligence. So it's from Geek Squad, and you're in charge of the Geek Squad bench within a store. Mm-hmm. And I got promoted to that from the computer department, the sales department. They were separate, and there was the one person that was super angry about it. Of your promotion. Yeah. Yeah. And so I just, well, I'm like, one day I'm just like, hey, we're gonna go chat. <laughs> And so we just went into the, we call it the SDR, the sales development room. I don't know why. It was just a meeting room in the store, sales development room. So we go back there and I'm like, I'm like, what's going on? And she's like, I just don't think you can do this. I don't think you're qualified. I'm like, you know, I'm like, don't worry about that. I'll take care of that. If I fall on my face, I fall on my face. I'm like, what's going on with you? And like, we got into it and she told me about all her stuff and where she was at. Mm -hmm. I'm like, well. And, uh, you know, how, like, she had had a hard time trusting people. She had gone down to Louisiana from here to live with some people, and they, like, ditched her, and she was living in her car for a long time. Like, it was, it sucked. And I'm like, well, what are you trying to do here? Like, and what are you trying to do in life? And she's like, I'm going to, I want to go back to school for this. I'm like, dude, do that. Like, I'm like, you want to be part-time here? You let me know, and we'll make it happen. You want to be full-time? Make it happen. Whatever it is you want to do. And she, this person ended up going from being like the worst employee, most critical person of me, to being the best employee and one of the most supportive of me as well. So it's like we weren't friends. Like, I don't, that's, a, it is no, weird I, for me to say that because I'm like, yeah, we're not friends to you, right? But like, we totally are friends. <laughs> So you contradicted yourself, too, because earlier yep. you said you don't ask people about their life and and you're selfish, but you just told a story about you caring and asking about others. Yeah, I feel and like I don't do it enough. You. Yeah. No, that's how I feel like I know you. You always ask about people. Oh, interesting. Maybe I'm just super critical of myself then. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But so the, so I was talking to somebody and telling them about this is the kind of thing I want to do. And they said, this experience you're getting in this role at Best Buy is really good because as you move, as you go to, for these leadership positions, you'll be asked these hypotheticals, Mm -hmm. right? Tell me about an experience of this. And he's like, you'll have stories to back those up. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that's a good idea. So it totally is like most of the questions that you'd get in that type of Tell me a time when you had to deal with a difficult employee. I got multiple of those we can talk about. Yeah, which one do you want? (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, it's never, you know, I don't really talk to any of those people anymore. I was a lot younger back then, too. They were younger. We didn't have anything figured out. I still don't have anything figured out. No, I know. Like, man, there's somebody does a joke where they talk about, I think it's Bill Burr. And he talks about, uh, 
you're like in your 20s and you think you got everything figured out and he's like then all of a sudden you go to the grocery store and they call you sir and you realize you're like 35 and you don't have anything figured out and you're like holy crap i'm in charge that's like a hundred percent yep but it's it's super weird because i feel like i don't know less so now but like for a long time i just felt like really immature and young compared to people that weren't that much older than me or peers sometimes it seems to be going away i don't know what it's really weird i i don't want you though to lose your playfulness because when you grow up you know that playful side goes away and again that's how i know you yeah but life experiences are what make the playfulness go away. And for people to get too serious or to grow up, you know, quote unquote, I don't want to grow up. I want to continue to be young and fun and playful. And that's again, like as a leader, (laughs) personas, (laughs) as a leader, you need to present yourself in a way, but then who you truly are is a child. Like, we all have our inner child that we are just trying to make them feel safe and trusted. And that happens through playfulness and having fun. Yeah. I must not, I must not mix them. I, well, I don't think I do. It's just me. (laughs) (laughs) The, it's, yeah. Like the same, I, I mean, I do the same kind of thing with my kids, too, as far as joking and other people's kids and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I've gotten that feedback, too. I did a thing called Parent-Child Interaction Therapy, PCIT. Mm-hmm. And yeah. um, that's the feedback I got from the person we worked with. Right. It's it's really good to get that kind of feedback, too, because they're like, you're, the way that you say things and the feedback that you give is, like, warm and inviting, and like people can tell when you're paying attention and you know this kind of stuff and then when things go bad you're really good at being able to bring people back Mm -hmm. i mean this is all related to a five-year-old but um, (laughs) i'm like i could totally do this with adults it is adults are just five-year-olds that's all we are i mean i don't know we have our inner child that we're all just trying to make sure that they're safe i did a yeah this person they had me do an inner child thing not a fan Really? That was, yeah, totally not for me. They're like, I'm like, I'm good. I'm not buying this. My eyes are closed. Like, I'm not. I'm not talking to my like myself. Like, that's not for me. I couldn't get. <laughs> I couldn't get into it. <laughs> oh, I talk to my inner child all the time. Her name is Winnie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding. I have Winnie, and then I have Barb. Also, <laughs> oh, that's where the Barb email name came from. Well, Barb is my mom's name, and um, I have, yeah, this is way too deep. Um, (laughs) This is my therapy now coming out. I have Winnie, who's my inner child, and then I have Barb, who is just crying and starving to come out and be seen and to be heard, and um, she's not, and so... I'm trying to figure her out right now. Anyways. Interesting. So I actually want to make a point to people who are listening 
Ethan and I don't talk about what we're going to talk about. He just <laughs> randomly threw the question out, and I was not prepared for any of it. <laughs> so this was not planned or pre-scripted. This is I Ethan. feel bad. No, don't feel bad. I love it. Put me on the spot. Like I said, I'll answer any question. So we had a work meeting last week with um, one of the communities that I'm involved in. And it was about how to bring humanity back to video conferencing, right? Because we've been working mm -hmm. from home for over a year. And so Zoom burnout and just video calls in general, are it's old. Mm -hmm. And one of the people that we're on that community with had talked about, I'm just so burnt out. Like all my meetings are just business all the time. It's straight to the point. Like, how can we make this more fun? Yeah. And so one of the people on there who's in charge of all the communities at the place that we're at, so you'd know who this is. Um, mm -hmm. I, I was telling about how, like, I just, I told people, I told them, I'm like, I fail a lot. I'm like, I, I do so many different things. Most of it doesn't work. I'm like, but then I find things that work and then I keep doing those. Yeah. And this person was like, I feel like every time I'm in a meeting with you and you're leading it, that I'm just part of some experiment and you're documenting the results. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's hilarious. Yeah. Cause I was like, we played Jeopardy one time for a status update. Like, I mean, people play word sneak when they were giving status updates, like all these crazy things. <laughs> I love that. It is kind of like an experiment for you. But how do you so. do that in Zoom? It's so hard. And right now we're we're zooming. We're not face to face. It is like in the beginning it was everything was like super focused for the Zoom meetings and it might be because nobody was used to it, but mm -hmm. especially lately, probably within the last six months, I felt like it's been a lot easier to you know, the meetings that we'd have in person, it's kind of translating now mm -hmm. um, over Zoom, which is really good. There's still the like, you got to wait, the technology's not perfect. So like Teams is the worst one to use because it's half duplex. So two people can't talk at the same time. Mm -hmm. That's why I like Zoom or other tools better. Yep. Because um, that's really important to me. That's always bothered me about Teams. I half agree. duplexing. What a dumb, what a Microsoft thing too. I'm in charge. I'm going to talk. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Oh, man. <laughs> so, anyways, back to our impasse. Like, what else do you want to know about that? Or Well, so I'm not, like, a big... I'm not, like, big into energy, yeah. right? So, like, I don't think about it that way. So, like, I know there's this thing... Um that people are into with energy and stones. And I think they're kind of different, but maybe not. And it's not just like, I also know that that's like across different cultures as well. Like it's not specific to the U S or anything, mm -hmm. but so I'm a little curious about that. Cause I definitely, there are things we don't understand like a hundred percent. And so I see, like these concepts that we've come up with as ways for us to try and explain or feel more comfortable with the fact that we don't understand. Like there is, there's no explanation that I'm aware of that explains why um, 
we connect with animals. Oh. Like yeah. certain types of animals too. Yep. Or babies connect with like people when a baby is attracted or drawn to someone. They don't know your personality. You right. Know? All they do is they sense your energy. Right. Or just like other people where, at least for me, I know we talked about this. That apparently this isn't how everybody works, but for me, there are people that I meet and it's like an instant connection with people. Mm-hmm. And that's part of being an empath too, is feeling that connection and being able to dig deeper into somebody else versus just like a surface level. Um, so you feel energy all the time. I mean, everyone has natural instincts. You walk into a room and all of a sudden you're like, oh my gosh, I don't feel safe. Hmm. You know, there's an energy in a room that you're like, I got to go. Like, this is not right for me. That's energy. Or you meet someone and instant connection. It is like, oh, wow. Like I'm attracted to your energy. Um, so it's there. We do it. We live it. And then there's the energy of the universe. You know, the moon creates energy. The moon changes the tide. You know, the moon is can change water. Um, so there's an energy there. Uh, there's energy with the sun. There's energy with the planets. There's, um, it's everywhere. Yeah, I and mean, And where crystals yeah. come into play. So crystals... Or um, they have energy. So different types of crystals can um, clear energy or attract energy, or it's either clear or attract, not either, but that's what I've seen so far. And I'm not at all an expert in any of this. This is a passion of mine that I started getting into about two years ago. Well, and it's like me, I'm like, tell me this thing that uh, takes decades for people to understand in like 20 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let me download. Right. <laughs> well, then like, there's yeah. patterns, you know, so then, you know, we talked about patterns. So patterns mean something too. Um, I haven't gotten into any of that though. I don't know much about how patterns work, but everything has a pattern to it. Um, yeah. So there's so much and there's, this to me is spirituality versus um, like religion, you know? Yeah. I'm more spiritualist than a religious person. Yeah. I, and I don't, I mean, I don't even really consider myself spiritual, but, uh, you know, there are connections that exist that we don't understand. Mm -hmm. I mean, I feel those. So I don't know. That's energy. There you go. <laughs> you defined it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's a, the universe is a big place. Yeah, it's very interesting. I actually oh. have numbers. So numbers mean things too. And so there's certain life numbers that help guide you. Again, I'm not into any of that yet. I'm just starting to learn about it. Is that like single, like single numbers? Like no, one through ten, like one through nine, I suppose, or zero through nine. <laughs> I can't even get the numbers right. There you go. <laughs> you got it. You okay? <laughs> um, no, like there's 
the number that I have on my computer right now is 3122778 and 4812412. And there's just the, I don't know, I don't know what they mean yet, but I have them on my computer and I say them to myself. 48412 sounds familiar. 48124124412. 4812412 or 4812? 4812412. Yeah. It might just be the repeating one too in it. But yeah, seeing triple numbers like one one one, two two two, three three three, all of that means something. Um, everything has a meaning. Now we're getting deep. Yeah. Now yeah. I mean it's serious though. Uh-huh. That's not necessarily fair to call it nonsense, but it's serious. All right, I can't remember what we said. Where the tagline was. For leaving. Hmm. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, it was. Well, thanks for talking about nothing. Yeah, something. Or we just ended it really awkwardly. Yeah. I like that. I think that's funny. All right. <laughs>